Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Oh, hello, I'm Andrew Hill from the Financial Times. We're recording in the Hofburg Palace in Vienna during the Peter Drucker Forum on Management. And I'm joined by Wasima and Paul to talk about uh, work and careers. Uh, perhaps you could start each by introducing yourselves. Paul, who are you and what do you do? I am Paul Pullman. I'm the uh, CEO of Unilever. I've been there for the last 10 years. And uh, it's a global uh, consumer goods company in 190 countries reaching about two and a half billion consumers a day. And we're here at a very appropriate time because I've just announced that uh, after 10 years there, it's time to move on as of January. Right, Wasima, what do you do? Well, my name is Wasima Khan. I'm, uh, I actually hold uh, various positions. I'm a law lecturer at the Hague University of Applied Sciences. I'm also the author and ed editor of a Dutch language law dictionary called Groot Juridisch Woordenboek. And next to that, I'm also currently finishing a PhD dissertation, uh, and I'm doing research on the impact of corporate tax avoidance on human rights. Okay, interesting stuff. Uh, Paul, I'll start with you. When you were at uh, Wasima's stage in your career, I think you were probably working for Procter & Gamble at the time, how did you envisage your work life unfolding? Did you have a plan? Did you have a, 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 an ambition? Well, I've never actually operated uh, my life with a, with a real plan because I've too often seen that people would be fixated to get somewhere. Let's say I want to be a CEO and trying to climb and climb that ladder at any expense and often they either wouldn't make it or discover that that ladder was against the wrong wall. So uh, my principle has always been uh, create a broader network, create opportunities and then take the one that is the most attractive and, and uh, never look back. Uh, I could have never imagined uh, that I would have worked in so many countries and so many different jobs, now in my third company. Uh, at that time, I think, uh, if I put myself back at your position, we probably were still the uh, conventional career people. You work very hard, you're loyal to the company, you do the jobs that you're asked to do, and your career will then automatically progress with a high level of trust. And that is uh, what we would be doing, and in my case, that trust has never been violated. In today's environment, that's quite different. I think we have to do more than just work hard. We have to actually actively ensure that we keep our own employer brand and not be uh, just fully reliable on the companies itself. I think it, I would totally agree with that. Uh, what I find is that I have to be way more entrepreneurial uh, as uh, opposed to previous generations. And I really have to forge my own career path as I'm currently juggling multiple positions. Um, so it's definitely different from a conventional uh, career path. Uh, but um, it also comes with a lot of uncertainty um, and um, although that could create some, some tensions, um, there is one theme and which I actually also uh, resonated through what you were saying is that um, I'm, I'm not motivated necessarily by uh, job titles, power or money. Um, as long as I can do something 
uh, with which I know that I'm making a contribution to society, to something greater, larger than myself, uh, and something which is more everlasting than myself, um, I know I'm on the right path, uh, whatever job title I'm holding uh, currently at the moment. Uh, I think this is something which yeah. also resonates a lot with your career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what you're talking about is uh, inner peace that is more important than anything. And what we see certainly with the, your generation and the new generation coming into Unilever, half of them being millennials, they have a stronger sense of purpose and a better balance, perhaps, in how they think about life, uh, a work-life balance, if you want to, than we did at that time. Was it something that you thought about, Paul, when you were at that stage in your career, the, the, the uh, purpose side of things? I think we've all learned that, you know, if you look at, uh, because the, uh, the changes are going so fast nowadays, uh, much faster than if you put yourself back 10, 20 years ago. And uh, human beings ultimately want to belong to, want to be part of, we're herd animals. And the worst fear I have is the fear of being obsolete, of not being able to talk to your kids because you don't use the same technology or the same tools or not speak the same language and then you quickly isolate yourself. So I think people understand, even in these big corporations now, that they not only need to unlearn, which is equally important, and learn new skills, but that they also need to get a broader uh, flexibility in terms of their career paths. If I, even if I look at my job as CEO in Unilever 10 years now, I've probably had to reinvent myself at least three, if not four times, to survive in these jobs. So, so I don't envy what you're doing. The only thing why I, I envy you is for your generation, it seems to come more natural than for our generation. Exactly. Uh, I think we are very much, uh, because we are faced with so many new developments, uh, digitalization, we, we uh, are actually forced to, you know, have some basic knowledge of coding, or if you look at development like the fast pace of globalization, um, we, uh, it's not a luxury anymore to have a basic knowledge of multiple languages. Um, we are so used to constantly adapting and being resilient. Uh, it definitely comes more natural uh, to this generation because of these developments yeah. which I just mentioned. And, wha and what do you do, Wasima, to make yourself open to all these opportunities? Apart from the roles that you're juggling, are you, are you learning other things outside the, the law and your discipline? I'm, I definitely notice that I have to look beyond my own discipline and that I have to develop myself with a way broader set of skills. Uh, I can't just specialize and say, you know what, I'm, a, I'm specialized in corporate law or tax law and that's it and I'm going to take a position in that and I'm going to do that my whole life. Um, I definitely noticed that um, it's essential to look beyond that um, and that's why I'm also juggling these multiple positions um, and also to get a broader, broader life experience and to see what other people are doing and, and meeting other people uh, and not just living in just yeah. one little bubble, I guess. Yeah. I think that's also very but important. But you have a strong sense of purpose, I, I sense, in just talking to you, but how do you deal with this? Because if you look at it, one in four people now have mental issues. The change is just going to accelerate. People have more fear about, am I able to participate in the future? We see it in the corporate world, we see it in everything else. We're spending a lot of time on getting people into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, but still the numbers and the direction it's going is staggering if you look at it on a European basis or global basis. Uh, do you feel that tension, or how would you deal with that? I do feel, I do see it with, with uh, fellow, fellow people of my generation. Uh, I think it depends a lot on how 
intrinsically motivated you are. If you have a very high level of intrinsic motivation of doing something which is beyond yourself. And I, I have, yeah, exactly. And I do notice that I have this very, very high purpose of, it, it all boils down to the question, what's your purpose in life? Yeah. What do you stand for? What are your principles? And what do you want to achieve? Um, if you develop some answers to those questions, and that takes time, uh, yeah. and as you grow up, you get a better sense of getting some answers to these questions, um, those tensions become a bit less. Yeah. So I'm actually at the stage now where I feel more comfortable uh, knowing that um, as long as I do something which contributes to something larger than myself, I know I'm doing something good. Um, but when I was younger, I definitely felt those tensions which you were talking about. And it can definitely be um, frightening uh, for young people um, to look at the world and say, what is going to be my role uh, yeah. uh, in this? Also, uh, it's more difficult still to define your purpose when you're yes, early. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you've, I've also often said to people in the company and outside this, uh, true leadership is putting yourself to the service of others. And if you can marry that with a very noble cause to make this a better place for all, then life is very good in the first place, very rewarding, but it also makes you more resilient. Exactly. What do you think, Wasima, leaders need to do differently since we've moved into the leadership discussion? What's the, what would leaders need to do differently in the coming years to accommodate some of the things that you've been describing as the uncertainties? Um, I think one of the key words that I would mention is um, empathy. It's a word that's been used actually uh, during this year's Drucker Forum as well. And it's really the ability uh, to, to, to really uh, place yourself in, in, in the lives of others, to see, to, to listen with care, and to really um, not necessarily to agree with everything that others have to say, uh, but have the ability to, to feel what it's like to, to be another person and to feel what their life uh, is like. Um, and I think that really helps with making real connections and having real conversations. And uh, when you do that, for example, you do that in a business organization, um, you will tend to be more inclined to look at a broader set of stakeholders and their interests, not just sheerly focus on, for example, shareholder value maximization. Um, so I think empathy plays a big role uh, in that. How hard is it, Paul, to be an empathetic leader in the rather cold world of, of business. Yeah, it is. Uh, business uh, terms are full of masculine terms and uh, win-lose uh, mentalities are still uh, the dominant force. Uh, the way we define winning is fairly narrow when in terms of financial success without looking at environmental and social. So if you are honest, it would be fair to say it is difficult. And if you show that uh, it is about empathy and uh, and you have that uh, too much in your expressions, you're often called a soft leader. But the reality is, uh, you know, if you're not first and foremost a human being, I don't think you can be a good leader. So I would build on this and would say it's, it's uh, bring humanity back in everything we do is basically what you are saying. It is very uh, interesting to me that we are a more connected world than ever. You know, 50 billion likes are being sent around on um, but then you go to restaurants and you see couples sitting there tweeting to each other on the telephone without talking. You see children being disconnected from your parents. You see rich people living on islands of prosperities and seas of poverty. So we, we build walls uh, around us. 
at a, whilst technology connects us, we've lost a human element. So how can we bring that true connection back? It's very important in companies as well. When you do that from the top down, everywhere in your organization, magic actually happens. We've seen that in our company where engagement scores are going up, where your employer brand goes up, and, and people go beyond what you sometimes call the call of duty. So it's about that connectivity. And the question I have always is, do we really care? You know, we walk past a homeless person and don't even see them. You know, we, we've invented uh, very uh, fast highways and self-driving cars and solar panels to light these highways, but then we come at, to a work where 75% is disconnected from what they're really doing. So, uh, you know, we, we think it's cool to buy a $1 t-shirt from Bangladesh and don't care about how much these people get paid that are basically in modern day slavery. So bringing that humanity back requires us to bring these connections back. Also with nature, by the way, more and more people live in cities. They don't know the difference between a cucumber and an aubergine. How can we protect modern nature, which is too absolutely essential for our own survival. Mm -hmm. So bringing that connectivity back is a crucial element to bringing humanity back. I like it from a corporate perspective, if you want to be you know, a corporate heart knows because it also then forces you to really think about the role of your company in serving society. It makes your company outside in versus inside out and it increases your chances of long-term survival in what is undoubtedly going to be an increasingly challenging world. Right. Wasima, do you have one piece of advice for Paul for the next step in his career, which he's obviously going to take shortly? <laughs> well, I'm actually wondering what those <laughs> next steps will be. Um, uh, if I could give one piece of advice, not necessarily to Paul, I think, but I think to all listeners of the podcast, uh, I think, uh, and it touches upon what we have discussed now, is that um, it would be, let's get ready to be uncomfortable. Let's talk to persons who do not per se uh, look like us, talk like us, and maybe do not even share the same opinion like us. Um, and let's just look them deeply in the eyes and ask them, what's your purpose in life? Uh, what do you want to achieve? What do you stand for? And when we ask those questions, uh, we get real connections. And um, making those real connections, I think is crucial, uh, especially in this world. Um, so that's the key message that I would uh, like to give to all listeners, and especially the younger generation. Right. And Paul, do you have a bit of advice for Wasima to take away? Well, I'm very humbled by Wasima and a deep sense of purpose, so it's not really uh, up to me to give you advice. I think you'll be very, very successful. All I would say is that the world has enormous challenges of poverty, uh, alleviation, inequality, climate change, and many of the other ones, and yet we don't involve the young as much as we should. So my, my advice is on my request to you is actually don't just demand a seat at the table, demand the table and rally the younger people together to galvanize that change that the world needs right now. I'm very hopeful when I see a lot of young people like yourselves and their aspirations for this future we want, the uh, future we want for next generations as well. And uh, this, this conversation again has once more shown the uh, enormous richness by just reaching out and listening and, and having that dialogue with each other. Thank you both very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? 
Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.